Do you ever have one of those days where it just seems like one thing after another happens, and it's not good things happening, and they just keep falling like dominoes? Of course you've had those days, and boy have I had one today. Hi everyone, I'm Jack Church, and welcome to my podcast, The Jack Church Show. This was a day that was really like no other. But let me tell you a little bit about what took place today. Well, first of all, if you're listening to this, it was the day that they announced that the President of the United States had tested positive for COVID-19. And the news media went bananas with all these terrible doom and gloom stories and just, it was not good. I quickly turned it off. I thought, okay, he's got it. Let's move on. Well, and then later in the afternoon, the news breaks, they're going to, he's going to leave the White House and they're taking him to Walter Reed Army Hospital and he's got to stay there. More doom and gloom starts to be proclaimed, and once again, I turn it off. Now, keep in mind, I work in local television news, but thankfully, I'm the meteorologist. Unfortunately, I still hear all the bad news, and it's kind of hard to turn it off when you're on the actual newscast. But I digress. I got through that. And then I get the news that Bob Gibson has died. Now, some of you may know who Bob Gibson is, and some of you probably have no idea who I'm talking about. He was a Major League Baseball pitcher that played for my favorite team, the St. Louis Cardinals. And I was a Bob Gibson fanatic. When I was a little leaguer, I requested to wear his number 45. I would write his number 45 inside the bill of my cap. I would write number 45 on my cleats. I put number 45 on my glove. I put it on my balls, the baseballs. And... I just was obsessed with Bob Gibson and the St. Louis Cardinals. So when I heard that he had died, it was like a piece of my childhood was being taken away. It's like, wow, Bob Gibson, he's died. Well, he was 84 years old, but in my mind, I still remember a 30-year-old Bob Gibson setting records pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, I didn't tell you the other half of the story. When I was a senior in high school, I um, was able to get press credentials for the Nashville, Tennessean newspaper. And I had these press credentials because I covered high school football for them. I was what they call a stringer. Well, I could also use those press passes to go other places and cover other sporting events. You just had to call ahead and, you know, let them know that you were coming. Well, we were only about three or four hours from St. Louis. I'm a senior in high school. I've got a car. And so I decided I'm going to St. Louis and I'm going to cover the Cardinals. I'm going to do some interviews and try and sell the stories, take a cassette tape recorder, maybe do some interviews. And I still remember my first trip there. And I took a good friend of mine, Mike Malinowski, big, tall Polish guy. Mike had a 35 millimeter camera and I told him to be sure and take pictures. So we drove to St. Louis and we're in the locker room after the game. And I'm scared to death. I see all my childhood idols there. In particular, I see Lou Brock, who coincidentally died about a month ago. And I see Bob Gibson. And the locker room is practically empty. And Gibson and Brock are two of the last guys left. And Lou Brock looks over at me. He says, hey, are you here to talk to somebody? And my buddy Mike is tapping me on the shoulder. He's going, talk to him, talk to him. Well, I'm scared to death, but I went, uh, yeah, I was hoping I could maybe talk to you guys. So I went over 
They told me, they said, calm down. They said, take it easy. They were so nice. And Gibson was known for being a pretty tough guy. But in this case, Lou Brock kind of put up the soft front, and that helped a lot. The bottom line was, I got to interview my two childhood idols. There I was, a 17-year-old kid, getting to talk to future Hall of Famers. It was a great time and a great memory. And of course, today, when I heard that Bob Gibson had died, that stirred a lot of emotion in me. That on top of our country is apparently crumbling because our president has COVID-19. So I've got that going on. And then I started thinking about something that my wife got me for a birthday present about 15 years ago. As you know, my sweet bride Pam went to heaven almost a year ago now. And I got in my mind what she had gotten me once for my birthday. It was a Hall of Fame replica plaque of Bob Gibson. To this day, I have no idea to what lengths she went to to get that plaque for my birthday. And she was so excited to give it to me. And I started thinking about that plaque, which I've since given to our son, who's also a Cardinal fan, and he has the plaque now. But I kept thinking about that plaque, thinking about how Bob Gibson was no longer with us started thinking about Pam and how she was no longer with us. And then I thought about how sweet, how sweet and thoughtful that gift was she got for me. And I just started to cry like a baby. It just seemed like it was more than I could handle thinking about that. I probably went on and on for 10 or 15 minutes. Now, let me tell you, though, especially if you're a man and you don't want to cry, you think, we can't cry. Well, don't hold it in. That's one thing I've learned since Pam passed. I have cried more in the last year than I did in the 50 plus years before that in my life. And I'm finding those tears can actually provide some comfort and healing. But you know what? The day wasn't finished. I had to go back to work because I do the 10 and the 11 o'clock news. I do the weather for those newscasts. And then it dawned on me that my good friend, and co-anchor, Christina, that this was her last night. I'd already done a goodbye with her on our 7 o'clock show, and we both shed some tears during that. She's such a sweet, dear person. And following the death of my wife, Pam, Christina was the really one real friend that I had at the office. She would come and check on me, and there was days I would be crying in my office. And she'd say, you need a hug, right? And I'd go, oh, yes, please. And then there were days that I was just so angry about Pam being gone. And I was awful to be around. But Christina would always have a big smile on her face, stretch her arms out and say, you need a hug. Yes, indeed, she was there. I can honestly say Christina played a huge part in me being able to get through this last year. I've gotten to know her and Her boyfriend, who I jokingly say he's got to be your fiancé sometime, Thomas. They're a sweet younger couple. And I think the other reason I feel such a connection to her is because they were really the only people that got to know Pam because we hadn't lived here long when Pam got diagnosed with cancer in her bones. And despite Pam being incredibly active and in incredible shape and always hiking and running and exercising, She was starting to break down quickly, but we did some things 
with Thomas and Christina, and they got to know Pam. So it started weighing on me that, oh my, now Christina's leaving too. That's my one connection here at work that I had with Pam, people who really knew her. And so after the 11 o'clock news, we said our goodbyes, but I'll probably still see her again. Believe it or not, Christina is going to actually get out of the television business and relocate back to Tennessee, where I grew up. She's going to be closer to my kids than me. I'll still be up here in Oregon. So I started thinking about my day, and I thought, wow, can it get any worse than this? The president's in the hospital. My childhood idol baseball player dies. My one friend at work is leaving, and I'm going to be here all alone now. And then it dawned on me. I remember speaking before a church congregation when Pam was diagnosed with the cancer that had spread to her bones. We were visiting a church in Bend, Oregon, where we'd lived for several years. And they asked me to just come before the congregation and give them a little update as to what was going on with our lives and be honest, where did we think it was going to be headed? And I never will forget, as I stood before that congregation, I looked out over them, and in my mind I was thinking, why me? Why Pam? Why us? Why now? Why God? Why is this happening? And then a strange comfort came over me. It was like a warm blanket. And then I said these words as I looked out upon a few hundred people in this congregation. I said, you know, I have asked, why us? Why now? And it finally dawned on me. Why not me? Why not us? Why not now? The point being, we're all going to have pain and loss in this lifetime. Nobody's getting out of this alive. That's the one guarantee there is. We're going to have some dark times. I still say my darkest time was in October of 2019 when Pam took her last breath and went to heaven. It was a dark day. But for her, it was a glorious day. She was finally out of pain, and somehow I have to cling to that. And so today, while this series of events took place, I'm thinking, once again, why not me? So what's the answer? It's pretty simple. There'll be a tomorrow, and we're going to try and make it a better day. We're going to keep, as I've told you before, we're going to keep moving forward. We don't necessarily move on. I won't just forget Bob Gibson. I'm not going to forget Christina. I'll never forget Pam, so I won't move on. But I will move forward. They'll always be with me. And when you have one of those days where everything's piling up on you, just maybe think about what I did there for a moment of, why not me? Why not you? Well, that's it for today. So let's work on that idea of making this a good day, what's left of it, but making tomorrow an even better day. Thank you very much for joining me here on the Jack Church Show. I hope if you enjoy my podcast, you'll please share them with others. We'd love to see and continue to see the program grow. We've also have opportunities for sponsors and supporters. 
listener support if you want to. There's a link on the Spotify area as well as Google Cast, different places like that. Bottom line, thanks again for listening. Bye now.